0: Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello. And today we're talking about volumes 25 and 26 of Vinland Saga. The real Vinland Saga is now well underway. Like the actual Vinland saga. <laughs> Vinland saga. Oh, a Good
1: point. I mean, because they made it to Vinland. Like exactly. they're there.
0: Yes, at long last. <laughs> it feels so good. Uh, and well, actually, real quick before we get back into the actual... Uh, discussions on this uh, manga, most recently on on the Umami Manga Podcast, we covered another manga by Makoto Yukimura, who obviously also does this one, uh, called Planets. It, it it is our most recent episode, right before this one. So if anyone's in, interested in that, then yeah, it should be easy, easy to find since it's uh, right up there with the most recent episodes. Anyway, this book, this or or the or these two volumes, I should say, volumes twenty-five and twenty-six just such a nice and and kind of hopeful in a lot of, obviously not 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 100 percent hopeful but a, there's a lot of hope in, in in here right that that i just really appreciated and um i something that i'll just touch on briefly now but we'll talk more in depth on later is just the ending of the book just how amazing it was i i I don't know i'll leave it there maybe but
1: (laughs) powerful you know super
0: powerful so good
1: oh god like a spiritual experience really anyway so Mm -hmm. i'm surprised how just hopeful and filled with good feelings this book is you know not to say that i didn't think that they were in a good place um or they were going to have a good time but it's a story right so i expected there (laughs) to be at least sprinkled in with with these wholesome moments um some more conflict I mean, not even sprinkled in more i guess the conflict to be more uh up front mm. but it's it's not so really and to me, it felt like the ending of this book could have been the ending of the manga itself. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> We're good. Like,
0: honestly.
2: Why do we need to continue? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right. Really, yeah, the ending is kind of like everything is, like, we, we've we kind of achieved or the characters have kind of achieved everything like all of their goals at that point, in a way. Right. Uh, in a way, yeah. So yeah, that that is true. And like all, all we needed was a little and they lived happily ever after text, <laughs> and that's e- it
1: exactly. I am intrigued to see where Yukimura goes from here. Mm. There are a few little plot points that he's dropped, but nothing that is huge. Um, so I, I'm still curious what he has in mind um, <laughs> if he's following what the you know actual Vinland saga said, you know what was written down i'm not I'm not sure, but
0: yes. By the way, um, how much do you know of the Vinland sagas, like the, the writings in those?
1: I, I've tried to keep myself uh, away from those as much as possible.
0: Fair, fair. So... Uh, then I will not obviously mention, because I, I, I haven't read the Vinland sagas, but I have um, read about them. And I, so I know the general contents of those historical records and kind of what is said to have happened. Mm-hmm. Which could be considered spoilers. I will say some of the stuff that happened in this volume I was expecting since quite long ago based on that. So it is in a way spoilers, but also Mm. you never know where and when or how Yukimura is going to take creative liberties. Right. Because he has done that obviously in the past with certain things. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, it's not like a definite spoiler. But anyway, uh, I will be sure to not mention anything from from that.
1: Yeah, I think I think for for me that's how I'll go about doing because it. It, it is tempting just to go Wikipedia and read about what mm-hmm. what they are. I yeah. I have gone gone through and read about a bit of of Leif's um, excursion to oh. Vinland and how he named you know Markland and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, all I really know about the Nords in that part of the world is that. They were there, and then they weren't. <laughs>
2: like, right. <laughs> that's, that's So why, generally mm.
1: why did they leave? Or did they mm. die out? Or I don't think they would have died out, because I think you would have seen more evidence of them if they had lived there a whole time or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. So they
1: must, they must have left. So that makes me wonder, is that where this story is heading? And if so, gosh dang it, why? <laughs> like, it, <laughs> yeah. I have some thoughts on theories on that, but I'll save that for the very end when we do predictions.
0: Exciting! All right then, very well. Then I think it is time for us to get into the character discussions, starting, of course, with Thorfinn Karlsefni Thorsson.
1: What a man! What, what a man! A man. <laughs>
0: he reached Vinland <laughs> after all this time. It is so so satisfying, and he has well, he has almost all his all of his friends like from throughout his journey there with him. So mm-hmm. that is also brilliant. Indeed. I love seeing just how great of a leader Thorfinn has grown into by now. Like, obviously, right. we, we, we yeah. kind of followed along. We've seen it little by little, I suppose. But I I feel like this book, for the first time, really showed it to us, like, like his helpfulness and, like, how how respected he is by everyone around him. It, it's, like, such beautiful leadership qualities that really remind me a lot of Thor's as well. Mm. Like, his role in this community is a lot like Thor's was like back, you know, in the village on Iceland, mm-hmm. um, in in my opinion. Uh, so it's really fun to see that kind of similarity.
1: Yeah, going off of that, I you, we get a flashback of Thorfinn um, when he had just basically disbanded the Yom's Vikings, mm. and you you see him talking to uh, a, a new character that was introduced in in this book, I believe. Yeah, and he, he's kind of like very blunt and. Not really stumbling, I should say, but he he's not mincing his words. Um, and then in the present day, he he thinks about that and it's like, oh man, I don't know what I was saying. And it yeah. got me thinking about just how he how he was uh, at that time. He was a little bit awkward with his words because he he wasn't sure how to process exactly what he's feeling. And it's been yeah. to well, it's taken all these years for him to really uh, become the leader he is and and not not feel that awkwardness you know i don't i don't feel that in him at all i feel as someone who's very capable mm-hmm. who understands what he wants and is able to express himself articulate or well articulate really yeah, uh, yeah. what mm-hmm. he wants to say and that's just is a testament to his growth
0: absolutely absolutely and and actually yeah and about the the kind of stuff that he said to vargir there in, in in the past about how he doesn't believe in ragnarok and mm-hmm. uh, and kind of questioning, like why should one believe in a prophecy like that? Uh, I I thought that was kind of fun to find out that that he doesn't believe in that because, sure, Thorfinn's exact beliefs and whatnot are a bit unclear, exactly. Since we we mm-hmm. know we we know he's he's taken some interest in in the Bible, but we also know that mm-hmm. well he ha- he was raised in a Norse society, so um for example in this book there's an instance when gudrid mentions the idea of them sailing off the edge of the uh, edge of midgard <laughs> and uh, and uh, and like Thorfinn's reaction to that was similar to Gudrid's. so like it feels <laughs> like he has a bit of like you know he believes in in midgard and like those sorts of Norse things as well um but regardless what we know for sure is that he doesn't believe in the ragnarok prophecy uh which i like i love that optimism kind of about mm-hmm. you know not believing in the end of the world and that mindset also really it discourages violence because if you don't believe in ragnarok in that final war then it also discourages violence because yeah then you don't have to die in battle to go to valhalla and all that um so it it really works in so many neat little ways i think that that mindset
1: i agree a uh, slight very very slight tangent uh-huh. uh i think it's interesting how we've, we've noticed we've pointed this out before is that gudrid has a little cross on her around her neck
0: uh, right yeah she has ever since he, she wasn't a jews
1: right and so we've established that she she must at least have grown up in a christian background, or at least is, or, is, is christian right? and we established this
0: i, I i'm not oh, sure oh, oh, because okay. or at least i i don't think i've thought this because well well sh- sure sure we i don't think we knew f- knew for a fact or maybe we still don't know for a fact what kind of religion she prefers or whatever gotcha um but 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 as i said there was that that little comment by her about sailing off the edge of midgard which seems to indicate that she believes in the, like the the norse gods however obviously that's not necessarily the case but yeah i don't, th- I don't think that's necessarily the case but no but yeah however the cross is not like it's not longer at the end, at the bottom, like a Christian cross. You're right. That's a good point. Makes me think that it's not related to Christ- Christianity. However, I mean, it may be, but I, yeah, I don't know for sure, of course.
1: Although we do know that Leif was Christian.
0: Uh, indeed, he did convert to Christianity, or or maybe right. he was always always Christian. Well, I, well, way, I mean, yeah, well, maybe he yeah. converted,
1: but uh, but yeah. he does even mention in the book mm. that he that he that he's Christian. Yeah. And that's where she's from. So I don't know. I, True. Maybe there's something there. I the only reason I brought it up is like I wonder like. Have they talked about her faith at all? Or they? they it's never really brought up in, in well, not really. It's never brought up in the story. So I was just curious, like, yeah, you know, what exactly is that? Because I, I personally don't think Finn in this story is has ever converted to Christianity. I think no. he likes the ideas in the Bible, mm. um, but I don't think he's decided. Oh, I'm going to be a Christian. Kind of, kind of a situation. So I don't know. Just yeah, interesting thing. And and of course, I think. With these tales of sailing off the earth i think a lot of those were similar mindsets that um you know british christians <laughs> had at, this, at the same time probably because a lot of people thought the earth was flat
0: fair yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah so it's re- really it's hard to tell with pretty much all of these characters <laughs> what they right. believe in uh that is true <laughs> hmm. but uh but yeah back to thorfinn when leif spoke to thorfinn about his father Thorfinn could see his father Thor's as well as Askelad standing like behind Leif there. Obviously, we've referred to Askelad as somewhat of a father figure to Thorfinn on the podcast before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but for some reason, I I, I don't know. I kind of wasn't expecting Thorfinn to kind of view it that way so blatantly, or at least kind of in his head really? that way. Mm-hmm. Um, came as I mean, not 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 is surprise exactly, since obviously the idea has been in my head, but. For Thorfinn to seemingly accept the fact that he views uh, Askeladd as a father figure like that, uh, I thought was interesting.
1: You know, I actually thought it was, it was more interesting that he called Leif father
2: mm. <laughs> than,
1: than calling Askeladd. Um, I mean, obviously, they have a, a very uh, love-hate relationship kind of situation. Um, but I think it just shows the three people who have probably made the most impact in his life. Well, the three men who have made the most impact in his life. And they're, and they're all, in a way, father figures. So, for, for me, it wasn't like too surprising. Especially since he's gone through a whole forgiveness and, and seeking forgiveness. Um, That's fair. That his image of Askeladd kind of uh, helped force or helped push forward. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it it does make sense, uh, but I, I really did like it when Thorfinn called Leif father because I did not, Like mm-hmm. not not only was it just beautiful in and of itself, but I, I I really think I I really think Leif appreciated that a lot. Like it meant a lot to him to to hear Thorfinn say that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I thought that was very beautiful.
1: Yeah, for sure. I appreciate him moving away from the the previous campsite that potentially Leif or some other Nords had set up. Oh yeah, um, I mean, it it, 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 could, it probably could have been easy just to set up camp there and just you know, gone about his way. But mm. he had he he knew what he wanted and he understood there could be conflict here, so let's leave. And I think it gets you a, a, a good chance to, I guess, see other parts of <laughs>
2: the world. <laughs> for
0: know. sure, yeah. No, you're right, and, and really, going further south was probably better for the for the wheat as well. Um, yeah, yeah. In the
1: Good long run, point. uh, so, something else that kind of hit me hard was it's been twenty years since Leif told his story to Thorfinn, yeah, um, and then you kind of have like a collage of certain images from there from that time, and that uh, was towards the beginning of the book, but that did kind of get me a little emotional just to see how far <laughs> he's come to get to this this point, yeah, um, in his life, and yeah, it was just really really powerful to think wow 20 years it is so amazing how the story
0: like the journey that this story depicts is really unlike anything i've i've seen before like it's not just a physical journey it's like a spiritual journey as well yeah and like both of those exactly very different types of journeys are 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 so well depicted like it's amazing Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i'm fanboying so hard over this manga but it's so it's so good
1: yeah, few stories I've read have had this long of a run, you know, this long of a payoff to me. I mean, yeah, there are longer stories, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Like, I just, I don't read too many of, you know, seeing a, a young boy become a 20-something-year-old man and go through this spiritual journey. I mean, I, I, oh Naruto, okay, yeah, I get it. But... <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> anyway, the point is this yeah. is this an amazing, amazing story. Yes, absolutely.
0: And uh, Thorfinn spoke about the idea of the most frightening man, implying that someone who despises war but still participates in it is mm. deadly strong or like even a, a terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he mentions Knut the Great as an example. But I believe Thor's, as well as really Thorfinn himself, could also fall into that category, or at least during the times when they were waging war. Uh,
2: hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I'd say Thor's hated, hated war at the beginning.
0: Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, yeah, I was going to get to like, yeah, uh, like toward the end of his, his time as a warrior, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, yeah, it would, it would mostly apply to that, I suppose.
1: Now, well, well that makes me think mm-hmm. what, what, what Thorfinn said there. It it makes me worry that there is going to be a Canute uh on this island. Not necessarily someone who is, you know, going around taking land kind of a thing. Um but someone who would normally despise war, uh, using it for some reason. And I think that shaman guy The Pu'owin or whatever
0: however it is it supposed to be pronounced?
1: The Misquik, whatever his name is.
0: Yeah,
1: he. I mean, granted, he's old, but maybe he can have the same sort of fire that Canute has and rile, uh, mm. rile up his people. So I am a little bit worried about that. Yeah, there's another person I'm worried about too, but I'll save it for when we talk about them.
0: Fair enough. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I think that's a very good point. Because um, there, yeah, I mean, sure, that was a relatively short chapter—the one about the most frightening man. Uh, mm-hmm. and maybe it was just something like a little tidbit, like, uh, some in something interesting to ponder. But, mm-hmm. but you're right, it definitely could also be something like, well, yeah, a build up to something that's actually going to be happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that is, uh, that is terrifying.
1: <laughs> it's kind of sad, really, if that's what ends up happening, but yeah. Anyway, just life, I guess. Um, his ability to communicate with the the Lanou was was impressive. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the this is the guy who could barely uh, talk about his feelings just a few years ago, and now he's <laughs> somehow in, in, you know interpreting or not maybe not fully understanding what they're saying, but he's able to communicate eventually, and it's it's pretty heartwarming. Yeah, it
0: really is. Yeah, it really is. I, I think. His, his merchant skills on display. You're that, right, exactly. Uh, and yeah. it's really nice to see that because obviously we didn't get to see those two years or so when they were in Miklagard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, yeah, we do get to see some of those skills in, in practice here. So yeah, bo- both in terms of, of communicating, as you said, but also in terms of you know finding a way to, to do like proper trades that benefit both sides. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's very, very great.
1: I, mean, I think last thing for me is just, gosh, the end. The end chapter was just <laughs> good thing after good thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know the wheat finally growing and the the them being able to get grain out of it and and make mm. make the bread. Uh, Gudrid's announcement, and mm. then just to one up everybody, <laughs> H- Hild, Hild makes that shocking mm. statement and. Mm. I don't know that I think I just love that her line was to Thorfinn's like you are a true warrior. Yes. To have that told to him, I don't know. It's just very powerful, especially by Hild.
0: It's like immeasurably powerful and and important. Like and and honestly, just after she said that, and and Thorfinn walked up to her, and he just stood there speechless. Mm-hmm. And like you could really see just how he 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 didn't know how to react or what to do. But obviously, yeah, like just the relief of all of that. But yeah, it was incredibly touching. And that last panel, actually, uh, the, basically, yeah, the last panel of the book where uh, Thorfinn is kneeling in front of, of Hild and she, she's putting her hand on his back. Mm. It reminded me of Thorfinn and Hild's showdown in the Snowy Forest in Norway where at the end of that showdown, uh, Thorfinn had been shot in the legs. So he was kind of kneeling in front of Hild, as she was about to shoot him. Um, obviously very different situation now. But <laughs> like it's kind of a similar. Uh, it, it, it's, it, yeah their positions kind of. Uh, it, it looks a bit similar to that. And I feel like that may have been intentional. Because that was obviously kind of the, the start of their relationship in a way. And that was kind of where Hill decided to give him this, this chance to prove himself in a way. And and now and now that's gotten paid off after all this time, and and yeah and he's standing uh, or kind of kneeling in front of her in a similar in a similar manner, right? But yeah, it's great. Oh, it feels so good. Oh my goodness. Great moment. <laughs> uh, like I, I mentioned on in the Discord chat um, after I had read this the first time, like as I read that the, the, those last couple pages, I was literally crying with my whole voice. Like, and, like, I don't do that often, but, like, I was, I was sitting in my bed reading this book, and I was, I was literally, yeah, just bawling. Like, my eyes and nose were leaking, like, crazy, and, yeah, it was, it was like, but it was such a good cry. Like, I, I don't know, it felt good, uh, hmm. and really, really, I feel like that type of reaction from any sort of story... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I've really gotten it before, and I feel like, with that in mind, I sort of need to put this manga at the top of my manga list of all, all-time manga.
1: Oh, oh, we're doing it! We're doing it already! It's, Whoa! Yeah,
0: yes. I, I, I believe I mentioned. I, I believe I may have said this when we discussed the previous book, but then I said on a Kagura discussion, like, no, maybe Kaguya is, is better after all, but no, no, I gotta back down on that again. It's Vinland Saga. It's number 1 for me.
1: I I'm right there with you. Vinland Saga is the best manga I've ever read.
0: Yes. <laughs> it is.
1: The other ones that we cover are very special to me, you know, Kageyama mm-hmm. Tag on Titan, To Your Eternity. Those are fantastic ones and have made me feel all sorts of things. But Vinland Saga is I don't know, is something different. It, it it's it stands up above the rest, maybe just because I it's the most recent one that I've Red <laughs> but <laughs> to me the the spiritual journey that Thorfinn goes on is uh remarkable, and one that mm. honestly I feel like could be discussed in in schools you know just absolutely how mm. amazing it's put together yeah, it should be, and how deep it, it is, yeah,
0: yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, it's remarkable, but was that all on Thorfinn
1: well, by the way his his new name is actually Leif. Um, I don't know if you you notice that uh, he doesn't go by Thorfin anymore. He goes by by Leif. What? What are you? What are you saying? <laughs> so, at the next the next page over, after that final panel with Hild, uh, uh-huh. they they show the names of the characters, and right there where Thorfinn's face is, says Leif.
0: What? The- oh my! Oh my God! He <laughs>
1: so changed his name. He's the new Leif
0: Erickson now. The new Leif
1: Oh, it was an origin story for the real Leif Erickson.
2: Oh, my gosh. Who knew? Wow. <laughs> oh,
0: dear. Yeah, oh, my God. Because I, I, I was actually thinking when I reread the book earlier today, I was like, I'm I'm proud of the of the localization team for not putting any errors in in in, in this one. <laughs> but no, of course there is something snuck it in the end. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Very well. <laughs> With that, I think we should move on to Hild next. Absolutely. And. Um, of course, the scientific Hild would, would uh, theorize about, you know, the Earth being a sphere instead of flat. Yeah. Very, very nice.
1: I, yeah, absolutely. You know, I wonder back in that day how much that theory or thought, or, you know, not just that day, but even before that, like how mm. many people actually kind of put that together, especially looking out on the horizon and just putting the pieces together. Did they, did they think, well, maybe it's actually this? Um, yeah. But it was just so against popular opinion that it never carried until later on. I don't know. I, I I'm curious, and, and I wonder if it, Yukimura had any sort of evidence for that. But regardless, mm. yeah. I mean, leave it leave it to her to come up with that, um, and really just <laughs> have a whole theory about it too. Like, right? She, she <laughs> can go off on it. Apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was really cool, and and of course her the, the machine she made later on, like you know, to to separate the grains from the wheat. Um, yeah i'm not sure what
1: also what real. era that's supposed to be but she's kind of defies the era <laughs> in a lot of ways
0: but i feel like yeah i mean if you're just smart enough i feel like it's not it's not totally unrealistic it no, just no, requires no. a level I, of intellect that may not have existed back then i, I
1: don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who am i to say <laughs> yeah but regardless it, it was yeah it was cool to to see and it, it's also just over time you kind of see her melting and how she's blushing about people- you know people who are praising her it 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 kind of reminds me of her origin story you know with uh her own town and them praising her, especially her dad and how she really mm. kind of enjoyed that yeah. so i I feel like she's almost gone back to what her life was previously like with with people again
0: right exactly yeah it's it's wonderful. Um, and, and actually speaking about her old, her old uh, childhood village in Norway, um, I think the, the the machine that she made in, in this book, I mean sure, it's probably more advanced than the the saw machine that she had built in that, in her old ho- uh, home. but I, it still made me think about that because that that also seemed like somewhat of a maybe too advanced of a thing for, for the time.
1: Yeah, um, maybe, but mm-hmm. but
0: I, I feel like it, yeah, you makes it work.
1: Right.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. Her relationship with Carly, I mean it's still carrying on, but it just mm. I think it builds on even more here. It, it, before it just seemed like he was more like a nuisance. But now it feels like, you know, she's even thinking about I should go hunting with Carly out here in these woods. It's like, oh yeah. You, exactly. You do care. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's just yeah. very very wholesome and mm. and yeah. I just I I like it a lot and I'm so happy that she herself has changed,
0: right? Yeah, she's really like at this point, she really is part of the family, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have really called like considered her that until this book. Uh, yeah. Like, well, I, I would have wanted her to, but she really distanced herself too much until now to really mm-hmm. be a part of the family properly. But she
1: is now, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think Carly was a big part of softening her heart as well. I mean. Yeah. If it, if Carly wasn't there, who knows if she would have ended up forgiving Thorfinn or not.
0: Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Carly was definitely important for that. Um, and 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 yeah. And and speaking of that that whole side of things, she did have this meeting with the god of the forest, which I assume it what was in, in in a dream.
1: Dude, that spooked me out. I was like, "What the freak is that?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. I. I mean. Yeah. It must have been in in a dream, but. Yeah, at first, before you kind of realize that, it's like, yeah, what the hell?
1: <laughs> I Well, I didn't see the hand at first, and then it was just like a bear standing there. It's like, mm. oh, crap, no. Um, <laughs> and then it started talking, and I was like, wait, what is going on? Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. But to me, that whole scene and how she basically says the bear uh, wasn't doing anything wrong, or mm-hmm. uh, she kind of brought up, reasons why she was gonna kill the bear Uh, it just shows how much she's progressed and her forgiving the bear is like Mm. her forgiving Thorfinn. exactly it's kind of like Mm. parallel to that and how she's ready to move on
0: for sure yeah time healed the wounds
1: wow bug eyes was right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
0: He's a wise man. I
1: guess Carly was right through bug
2: eyes. No. True,
0: true. Yes, yes. They are both wise men. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, yeah. Again, just just have to talk a little bit more about the ending of the book. Just yeah, see, seeing her like the page of her standing up and and saying to Thorfinn like Thorfinn, I forgive you. Like boom, it, it made me tear up both times when I read this book. Um, like. Seeing that like that that was kind of the start when I started feeling it like my my eyes watering, and then on like flipping through the remaining pages of the of the chapter, I just started crying more and more and more, obviously the first time was worse because obviously that was the first time, but even mm-hmm. today when I reread it i was I was crying quite hard, uh even the second time
1: absolutely this is something that we all wanted, and I think we could see it coming, but I don't think you I expected it to be this profound and and this just satisfying Mm -hmm. honestly i kind of expected just to blow blow away you know just uh, by the end of the end of the story you know she's just chilling with everybody and you could tell like that she's kind but there there was there wouldn't be any really exchange of words about it um right but again but no like (laughs) you kind of gave us that that chance to really be satisfied with this moment and i i like that yeah it's just beautiful
0: it's such a huge weight lifted, and it just feels so, yeah, so satisfying. It's such a relief, right. and it feels so good. And also seeing Gudrun and Einar standing there, kind of as bystanders, mm-hmm. uh, crying as well. It, that, that also added to that, to that moment, I think. Because obviously Einar and Gudrid are the two, like, I'd say the two characters that are the closest to Thorfinn. And obviously they care deeply for him, and seeing them in tears like that also really, was really, really...
1: Yeah, I didn't even really, I didn't even really notice that Einar was crying, but he, he's totally just, mm-hmm. just weeping. I
2: love yeah.
0: it. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> and like, yeah, it, it, it kind of made me feel like, like I was Gudrid or Einar kind of, because mm. like me, me as a reader, because I'm also just kind of observing this, this scene between Hild and Thorfinn, uh, kind of similar to those characters. And I, I was crying just as much as them, if not
2: more. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, beautiful
1: uh randomly why do you think she took off the headband like what was the significance of that was the headband i guess representative of her anger her request for vengeance was it just to change the look for the forgiveness like right i gotta gotta look my best for this i I don't know like what (laughs) what was the reason for that this is not something i haven't thought about until just now but
0: yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I also thought about it a little bit, like, as, like, I thought it seemed a bit odd. Like, I don't mind it, but it's just. No, I don't yeah, mind it. I just. It's. Um, what is yeah, is
1: there a reason for it?
0: Precisely, yeah, I honestly don't know. Um,
1: and is this, like, is this her new look? Like, if, is she just done with the headband until she goes hunting? Like, I don't. I don't know.
0: Right. Oh. Oh, maybe she she wears the headband whenever she's hunting, and she has been considered on a hunt ever since she met Thorfinn. But now, and but now the hunt is over.
1: Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm glad we had this conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good, good. All right. Well, uh, uh, thanks everyone for watching uh, <laughs> or, or listening. I guess it's, anyway. Uh but
0: dude, I I, I like that at least uh, as as an idea for for what that means means. Yeah. Yeah, but and yeah, seeing her. I mean, and yeah, honestly, I I I always welcome new new looks kind of for characters. Um, and honestly, we've seen it for most of the characters in the story. At least the ones that have stuck around for a long time, we've seen them change hairstyles and stuff like that. So, makes sense to see Hild yeah. change up a little bit as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and sometimes hairstyle changes signify big changes in one's life as well, especially yeah. within Japanese media. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this is a. a similar thing going on there right right
0: but yes i suppose that's it on hill
1: yeah cool then let's move on to
0: bug eyes next this guy got um <coughs> yeah he, he, he kind of lost it and became a gambler in norway for a while <laughs> 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 which i'm not surprised about no it's a last move uh, absolutely, but he does join them for the journey to Vinland but which... could you
1: blame him? I, I mean, <laughs> did you see Freya? I mean like good night,
0: yeah, she was cute, but um <laughs> yeah that's that's about it.
1: She's just holding on to his money for him, you know <laughs> it's a yeah. savings account, just one that he can't access right now
0: let's yeah, let's stick with that story <laughs> for for Eye <Bug-Eye's> sanity. <laughs> Yeah, but I am glad he joined them for Vinland because I really I, I was kind of sad when he didn't want to go join them in the previous book. Right? But um, yeah, I'm glad that he that he's there now.
2: <laughs> Same.
0: We also got to talk about this uh, thing that he saw that looked like a freaking gigantic plesiosaur or plesiosaurus. <laughs> like that was pretty whack. It's it,
1: I, it, it's strange because <laughs> to me it's like he's re- is referencing the Loch Ness monster. But it's like, this is nowhere near. The-
0: <laughs> well, the Loch Ness monster is based on a plesiosaurus, right? Or yes, that's, the looks of it is similar to that, right?
1: Right. That's the rumor.
0: And the, uh, the legend. Right. <laughs> and it actually, it, this, this got me to start researching plesiosaurus and like seeing how long could they have existed. Obviously, nowhere near. <laughs> nowhere near to like this time period obviously because they Mm -hmm. were they they were wiped out in like this extinction extinction event that happened 66 million years ago so yeah no way that it could have been an actual plesiosaurus but then again bug eyes was knocked out after this and he woke up and he only recalled it as a dream so it's possible it may have all just been a dream ultimately
1: yeah maybe he uh I don't know, maybe he had some bad drink while he was on the ship. I I don't know.
0: <laughs> right, precisely. Maybe, maybe it had some, some salty seawater because he was Yeah, salt, maybe, there maybe you that, go. Maybe that Hallucinating got, him, things. got him crazy, yeah. That's, yeah, that's possible too. <laughs> it
1: it was kind of random, but I guess it was just silly, fun.
0: Yeah, and I actually I actually kind of appreciated it as well because um, obviously the Mid- Midgard Serpent or Jormungandr, this, yeah, creature from Norse mythology, I didn't mention it. In our previous discussion or or anything but i I, st- I i thought about it after our discussion had happened and but 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 and before this book came out the mm-hmm. the, the possibility of an encounter with jrmungandr which really? obviously uh, obvi- uh, well not not an actual one because obviously uh-huh. that that would have been un- unreal or kind of unnatural but uh <laughs> i i thought of the the idea like what if something I, I guess, well, I didn't envision this exactly, obviously, but something mm-hmm. akin, akin to this. Uh, okay, well, like a whale. Kind, kind of, <laughs> well, maybe a whale or like a big snake, I don't know, or whatever, eels or I, I don't know, some, something. That's a big eel. Uh, because, the, but the reason that, that why I, I kind of had that idea of an encounter in a way, in some sense, with the Midgard Serpent on the trip to Vinland is because in the first volume, child Thorfinn is having a dream when he's in his bed in Iceland, before everything goes to shit, he's dreaming about you know the the tales that that Leif told them about Vinland and the sailing there, and he's dreaming about sailing to Vinland, but and, and and everything is is going well until the Midgard serpent appears out at sea and it kind of squeezes him to to death, kind of. And his nightmare, oh, but then he wakes up and it's ilva who's who's squeezing him because she she wants to be warm and like she she wants his, his body warmth ah, um, so I don't know if the appearance of a, a, a kind of a midgard midgard serpent here uh, in this uh book if that was supposed to be a reference to that old dream that child Thorfinn had in the first volume maybe
1: i i think it's it's fun uh to bring up what their you know, mythology, their beliefs were. And so the, I guess this is one way to play along with it in a way. So, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Absolutely. But I, yeah, I'm glad that Bug Eyes came along. Not only is he great with his eyesight, but he's also surprisingly good with languages. Yes. And really is the head interpreter in a way.
0: Yeah. The involuntary ambassador. <laughs> right. They, exactly.
1: <laughs> but it's really working out. I mean, I-, I think he has a-, a knack for understanding what other people are trying to say.
0: Yeah, really, yeah, it really is a talent uh, that he that he possesses. And it's great. Yeah, it's so exciting. He he really is communicating really well with um the po the Poan's uh, apprentice, the girl, uh whose name I don't recall off the top of my head.
1: Nishk N ni- Nisk Niskawaji. N- niska. Niska- Actually, yeah. yeah,
0: Gudrid called her Niska that one time. So I think. Yeah, Niska. (laughs) I I think that that's a good nickname, at least for us who can't pronounce her name. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see kind of how their cooperation, like really the two, well, the the Nords and the Natives uh, cooperation, to see how much it's going to rely on Bug Eyes and Niska's capability to communicate with each other
2: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, i feel like that there might be uh, some importance there yeah uh, but uh is that it on Bug Eyes?
1: yeah that's all i got
0: all right then moving on to Einar. so we do learn what this goddess was that he was uh bringing with him because that that was only hinted at vaguely in the previous book mm-hmm. and oh my gosh oh my gosh that was so good and i i thought like placing that stone statue there like now that now represents arnheid mm-hmm. like right there in vinland it really fulfills that promise that Einar and thorfinn made in front of arnheid's grave in denmark exactly like it really brings that whole thing full circle and it's so heartwarming but also like you're sad because she's not there but also it's like it's oh, heavy it, it, is, it is
1: it is it's heavy. very and that's another moment in this book that it feels like okay we're at the end here <laughs> like yeah. we've reached our goal basically <laughs> right. um, exactly exactly yeah that's just another satisfying <sighs> moment uh, for me mm. and then you know calling the v- village I-, I guess it just ended up being called Arnhade Village precisely and I I think that's a great tribute to her beautiful life her mm. sad tragic but beautiful life. And yeah, and I think it, for Einar himself, I think it is a, a chance for him to uh, move on, maybe. Um, right. I mean, not, and I'm not saying that he was cut up on her or whatever, but just like, you know, have closure kind of a thing. Definitely. Uh, in that way. Same for Thorfinn as well. They both took that very yeah. seriously.
2: For sure.
0: For sure. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and not not just to have the, the village named after her, but also to, to, to see how how appreciated and loved that statue becomes for all of the all of the yeah, villagers. Yeah, that was big too. Mm-hmm. That was also so heartwarming to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that meant a, that meant a lot to Einar. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm so happy for him, and yeah, in the last chapter of this book, Einar's wheat turned into delicious bread. So hey. we, we reached that goal too.
1: <laughs> no longer the bear professor, he's the <laughs> professor like officially. You know, he's yeah. he's got it. I had almost forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> so the last thing I have on Anar for this section mm. is uh, the rats on the boat.
2: Oh, just yeah. because
1: it's just because it's random, or or. Mm. M- m- I just don't know what was the point of it. I guess I guess it's just a cool tidbit about life back then. Yeah, rats were actually lucky to the to the Norse people and, you know, the mm. they common on ships. Or is that a bad sign of like rats coming to this new world and potentially bringing new diseases? Oh, like, I feel like that that's a thing, oh, isn't
0: it? Oh, dude. Oh, it might be um yeah, that is an interesting speculation that I don't like.
1: <laughs> I don't know. How much did the Norse occupation of Vinland or North America affect the local tribes? I guess we'll never, we, we don't really know.
0: Right, yeah, it's hard to know.
1: So, I, I don't know. Like, it just seems such a, a random thing to bring up. When it doesn't really matter, I don't. I don't know. I mean,
0: or maybe it does matter,
1: <laughs> or maybe it does. Yeah. I don't know. Like,
0: like you were saying, like maybe it's something along those lines. That's the
1: only reason I could think that it would uh, be brought up.
0: Mm.
1: Like, if there was a reason, like that's the only one I could think of.
0: Right. Yeah. No. That. But that. That is interesting. I. 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 Honestly, I honestly didn't think much of it.
1: Um, like it all and maybe it. that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> you're just supposed to be like, huh, neat, and then move on. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's me.
2: <laughs> hmm,
0: that is interesting. an interesting thought, though. Very well. Next up, let's talk about Gudrid. So we got to meet her brother, Odd, and I thought it was really mm. funny. The moment I saw him, I was like, that's, that's her brother, because like, th- the cheeks and the eyebrows gave it away for me. Ah, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I I think Gudrid has well obviously she has uh, kind of rosy cheeks and and her eyebrows are are pretty unique as well I think and he had those exact traits so I I immediately <laughs> knew it was her brother. Good call. About the name Odd, I don't know any one named Odd, uh, but I used to know a dog called Odd. <laughs> uh, oh really? Which. I I I I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose it it was an old name or or a name back back then, um, but yeah, yeah. It, it's a funny name in English, at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely an odd name. Uh-huh! Aha. <laughs> uh, um, I was actually expecting it to be pronounced like ode or something like that, but it's really pronounced "odd." Or, or so well,
0: uh, no. Or I I would say "odd."
1: Odd. Okay. Uh,
0: gotcha, but gotcha. it's like when I speak English names and stuff become anglified because I'm kind of in an English mindset if that makes sense absolutely um <laughs>
1: totally. totally so we should call arn arnheid arnhide then all right everyone like from now on well that, Arn-Hide, that that's
0: actually something that I um, no no but, but actually it, it is an interesting an interesting thought or or thing that I well I, I've explained that in the we Norse. You're not
1: changing the pronunciation of Arnhead. I've worked so hard yes. <laughs> to pronounce it correctly. You do not understand.
0: But, but something that I, I may have, or I, I think I've realized since last we recorded, uh-huh. um, well, because because I, I pointed out that in, in the Norse languages today, the EI b- makes the A sound. So yeah, Leif, Einar, Arnhade. Um, mm-hmm. Makes sense to pronounce them that way. But, mm-hmm. and I, like, I'm not 100% sure on what I'm about to say, but I feel like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it may it may be the case that in old Norse it made the i sound.
1: Oh. My life has been a lie. Okay. All
0: right. Although although again, don't don't take this as definite fact because <laughs> I don't know it for absolute sure, but I, I I I feel like I heard that somewhere at some point but I can't remember the source. Um so I guess arn hide wouldn't be wrong if that's mm-hmm. the case or well, in fact it might be m- more correct but i feel like at least yeah i don't know i i'm going to stick with modern pronunciations especially since for example einar and leif are still common in names true which are pronounced einar and leif so it would be kind of strange for me to pronounce them Einar and life yeah for example so i'm going to stick with Arnhead as well for that reason
1: <laughs> well that's e- that's still different than how how we pronounce it in north america or at least feel like people pronounce it they use it happy leaf eric they say leaf leaf
0: oh oh that's interesting
1: <laughs> yeah don't know why
2: but
0: very well anyway uh, uh back to gudrid that's very interesting <laughs> she's pregnant now
1: oh my gosh <laughs> honey <Yay. laughs> congratulations yes
0: big big congrats Ah, oh, that's so nice so happy for her her and 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 thorfinn both um, and this certainly answers the question that we were talking about last time. <laughs> Turns out Gudrun and Thorfinn do and did I, get it on.
1: I, I, I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: course I was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know that the, they do, they, well, they're helping. They definitely. Oh gosh. it definitely, Yeah, I mean, you know. And Carly has no idea. I was like, "How is the baby happen? How is it going to get here? Where does it come from? <laughs> Where does it come from? i need to know these things um but uh yeah yeah i i still and maybe this is the last satisfying thing that we can get oh no it, no wait what do, you, what do you think i'm gonna say i'm just i want to kiss
0: oh That's oh I see oh 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 I, I, I thought you meant that 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 this news or like like th- th- this chapter that oh. that ended of this volume was the last satisfying moment in the story, <laughs> anyway sorry now oh, I, no now I see what you mean. No. No,
1: <laughs> anyway
0: sorry, continue
1: no i I feel like that a kiss between those two because th- that's something we didn't get that I feel like would have been really awesome, but yeah. this is this is just as good, like it, well, maybe just as is not the right word, but i I'm really happy with this development and um, I think I remember you saying, I don't know if you said it on recording or off recording, but you did mention that the real life Gudrid definitely had a child, not, not just, well, I, I, oh, did I, mention I don't remember that? if you told, I think you, you told that to me, something like that.
0: I may have done that. Uh, <laughs> sorry if that's, I, di- I didn't mean to spoil.
1: Well, no, it's fine. Like, I wasn't sure. I, I don't know. I didn't know how, uh, Yukimura was going to go along with that like you know true because we have Carly and I don't know I don't know if Carly is actually a, a real person or not
0: you yeah, know I don't think Carly is is historical
1: so yeah so I didn't know like how how far how close to reality he was going to going to go but uh anyway yeah so it's exciting to see and it does get me slightly worried about you know childbirth and everything like that exactly like how that's going to go down is this mm. going to be a safe environment for that i mean right now yes but the story is not over <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i i just so there's a bit of worry there but indeed, anyway indeed indeed yeah
0: yeah true and 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 yeah and back in the day you know stuff like that was more risky than than it is these days also
1: true that's that's true as well yeah
0: but either way right now right now it's a joyous joyous time
1: Absolutely. Uh it is it was kind of funny that she announces her pregnancy, you know, like to top off, top it all off and then Hills like, "Okay, <laughs> my turn. Going to yeah. one up you.
0: Hold my beer." <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "What what? Okay, well, Gudry can't get the last word here." Or 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 whatever. Anyway. Yeah,
0: way to steal her thunder. <laughs>
1: yeah, for real. It's gosh Hill, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> um i mean you know just a lot of great typical Gudrun moments she's just right so full of life uh, i like how when she's talking to her sister she asks the sister asks you know how is everything like you don't regret the choices you make and she's yeah i'm enjoying i'm enjoying my new life and traveling the world and she's really just living her dream in a lot of ways yeah so Really happy for her there, and that panel where she looks back at her sister is just so great. Another yeah, classic Gudrid panel.
0: Absolutely, I love it.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't believe how vast the world is. It's just so great. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I, I guess another like typical. Gudrid moment, I think, was when she was about to start defending Cordelia in front of uh, Ivar and the others. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, obviously, Cordelia asked her not to in that moment. But but I think mm-hmm. I, I I I just love that side of Gudrid. Like she's she's always ready to stand up for what's right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I suppose that's it on her. Yeah. Then let's uh, well let's move on to Ivar then actually. Like some other characters that we've seen in this story, such as like Ketil and Floki, I think are other examples. Mm-hmm. I think Ivar is rather a coward kind of like them in a, in a mm. way like yeah wh- like, like, like for example we had the first meeting with the natives uh, in this book he gets so stressed out that he drew his sword like pretty much right away like immediately <laughs> yeah. he, he yeah. saw the natives and he's like where's my sword <laughs> kind of um, mm-hmm. and um, he also said that he wanted to, he wanted to stay with whichever group was bigger back when they were splitting up uh, in Markland and mm. I don't know if that's if that also shows his kind of cowardice uh it could or, or exactly I, I or if that maybe could be interpreted in a different way did you have any other ideas as to why you wanted to stay with the larger
2: group
1: not particularly other than maybe the more people there the more prosperous he could potentially be maybe fair but yeah, uh yeah. i i do think it's very very uh likely that he's just thinking about you know power and numbers you know the more people there the less likely that uh, will get completely wiped out by the natives.
0: Right, right.
1: And I and I agree that it does seem like he's trying to hide behind his sword, you know, that he's a coward in that way. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's a bit of, oh, I want to look cool, or, you know, there is that desire <laughs> me to be a warrior, you know, typical young guy kind of stuff, especially in this manga. Right. But deep down, I do think it is a fight or fight response, you know, ca- quickly grab his sword. Um, I, I'm not gonna die here. Kind of cowardness, yeah, that we've seen before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And also, he clearly has no idea what Thorfinn has been through in his life, or or like what what Thorfinn <laughs> is capable of, like or anything like that. Uh, and like part of me, part of me, kind of wants Yvar to learn at least about some of that, or at least or to see some of that, or like in, in some sense, or so, so that. Or I, I think that that may. Change his view of Thorfinn, like m- maybe maybe change it for the better, uh, if he mm. would learn something about Thorfinn's past. But but then again, there may be better ways for Ivar to to uh, to start respecting Thorfinn, or like or to yeah to to appreciate him more. Um, yeah. But 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 yeah, I can't help but kind of want him to learn or to find out about some of these things so that he can stop having those. Thoughts about Thorfinn the way he does.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he's not going to be the cause of trouble. Um, but it does seem, <sighs> of all, out of all the people, he might be the one mm-hmm. to. Well, him, him and his band. Although it's, it's sometimes I, I feel like that his friends are a little more reasonable, and then other times I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Like, they they seem just as lost mm. as he is. Right, Um,
0: actually, let's talk about them, or or I well specifically. we can do that under the Evard discussion. Specifically, his friend Stirk, uh, the guy, the guy with the helmet. Uh, Mm -hmm. he is so cunning. Uh, Yeah, and like I, I didn't like at all the way he was kind of really manipulative toward Cordelia. Yeah. So like that that was really shitty, kind of on a similar level as Ivar, but at the same time, mm-hmm. as you said, there were other instances where Styrk seemed to kind of want to encourage some better actions or like like doing better kind of
1: Well yeah. And he was saying like, I don't I don't think Dorfin's that bad of a guy or, or mm-hmm. things things like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Maybe he's just going along with his with his best bud. Right. And he'll do what he can. I mean, he is very persuasive, uh Yeah. In that in that in that moment. Um For sure. But going back to Ivar, I, I think that it's just kind of a, a plot device that could end up being the the trigger for uh some sort of chaos between the natives and the, the Nords. so mm-hmm. Hoping that's not the case and, and maybe it's a little too obvious for it to be but um Right. I th- I think it's gonna be a two way street. It won't just be either. There may be someone on the other side as well.
0: Right. Exactly. Um. I could I could imagine that. Oh boy. By the way, that that third guy in there in their little crew, like I, I don't know what his his deal is. Like, can he not speak or like or can he not know, speak what... properly?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Did he? Did <sighs> I forget what's the helmet's guy name again?
0: Uh, Styrk.
1: Did Styrk? Did he do sign language to him at one point?
0: Oh, I, if he did, I may have missed it. But actually, that he would make sense. He his hands because, in a way. Right. Well, yeah, and I, I remember that the third guy, like, yeah, that, that, that guy kind of made some hand gestures also to, to, in uh-huh. response to something at some point. So actually, maybe he's maybe he's deaf or something.
2: Huh. I don't know. That'd be interesting.
1: That,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Very well. Is that it on Ivar and those guys? Yeah. Then uh, let's talk a bit about Carly. According to Hild, this four year old is smarter than most grown men. <laughs> 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 I thought that was pretty funny. And it also, but, but, you know, I mean, obviously it's maybe, maybe it's not entirely true, but, but he is very smart. And, and he actually, yeah, I mean, he, he even, was a like, kid. he, he gave Hild this idea, like, or kind of, he helped add, add on to Hild's round earth theory with the, the whole idea that, that the center is, the gravity, well, they didn't use though, those words, but, like, basically, down is the middle of the, of the sphere.
1: Oh, I, I, thought, I thought he was just, I didn't think he was adding on to it, per se. Like, I thought she had already come up with that, that specific idea, but she just had not never met anyone who thought the same way. Could
0: be that. Um, I interpreted it as, as she hadn't thought of that specific Part of the theory, but that that uh, Carly kind of helped her think of of it that way through his question to her.
1: Actually, yeah, no, it could it could be it could be that way.
0: Either way, he's a smart kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: But also, he is a kid, <laughs> which was very evident evident through. The scene where he was fighting with the other kids, like, you know, over the, <laughs> the swing, which I, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I saw that, that that scene the first time, I was like, wow, this is such an accurate portrayal of how, how real kids <laughs> actually would argue. Uh, like, mm-hmm. it's so, so good. And then came the following scene with the adults fighting in the exact same way, basically. I knew that was
1: going <laughs> to happen. I was like, this is going to be a mirror to how the adults fight. Yeah. Sure enough.
0: <laughs> that really tickled me. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's so, so good. But yeah, Carly, Carly is a quick learner and, uh, and he, he seems to kind of hold on to, or kind of uh, take in the, some of the maybe most important kind of wisdoms from the people around him that in turn, sometimes he can help other people with. Absolutely. That's really nice.
1: Yeah. his perspective on things, I think really opens up. The minds of the adults and yeah sometimes it takes a, a child's view of the world to um soften the hearts or change the view of some of the adults
0: absolutely but is that all on carly yeah then let's move on to a couple of the native american characters and i will apologize in advance for my pronunciation of their names since i don't know much about how the- they should be pronounced but i will mm-hmm. do my best at least based off of the way they're written so let's start with miskwipuj the the guy who's known as the Pu'owin. that's also a word that i don't know exactly how to pronounce but yeah that like kind of that that, that shaman that that we were mentioning earlier a little bit mm-hmm. um he is definitely wary of the nords both based on you know him having seen Kind of what they've done in the past or or, or other things he'd seen in the past, actually it may, have been, may have been other Native Americans that had burned down the forest that he saw, uh, but either way, it's based on things he's experienced, but also based on kind of more spiritual signs. He's, he's wary of the nords but I think also for most of this book, even though he does feel wary about them, mm-hmm. he he doesn't want to force that decision kind of on on his people like he 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 wants to make he wants, he wants to let them Make whatever decision they want to come to. So I I respect. I, I thought that was respectable, but then obviously he did have that vision of the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, near closer to the end of this book, and I don't think we saw him more after that. I believe.
1: Yeah, I think that was the last time.
0: Yeah. So now he may be more set on maybe convincing his people to actually drive the Nords away.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's why the whole Canute thing bringing that up kind of worries me. It just, mm. yeah, I, I I wonder if he is going to become really antagonistic against them. And, you know, Yukimura gives him a, a seemingly pretty good reason. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, <laughs> we as a reader know that the events that were depicted in his in his dream are, are more or less accurate. Yep, yep. And being that the land is so holy for uh, a lot of Native American tribes, I could see that being a big issue, and yeah it was it was kind of um sobering to uh see all that and truly just contemplate it all. Hmm. I understand like the the horrendousness of the vision. I just don't know what's the what what's the end game right now for why he had that vision unless it is to become Canute <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, right. Yeah, th- th- this is definitely the most, like, worrisome yes. thing that r- right now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. But really, aside from this, everything is rainbows and butterflies and unicorns right
1: now. Right. Even even Ivar is, is really not that big of a deal. Like,
2: mm-hmm. he,
1: for all we know, he, he could have been easily swayed to never pull out his sword ever again, you know? Yeah, exactly. For all we know.
2: <laughs> yeah. But
1: Miskoeik Pooj, put second. Misk, I I think is just a a tough, tough cookie. Unfortunately, Um,
0: he may be. I I still feel like he there there is reason to like like he has he is reasonable to like at least we have seen him be reasonable. So I wonder how much of that is he going to keep moving forward.
1: I, I think that goes back to what, yeah, what uh. Thorfinn was saying about those who hate war are the scariest scariest when they decide to, mm. to kill or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I do think he has reasons to definitely fear or hate the Nords at this point. Um, so mm. it's, I think it's justifiable. Well, maybe not justifiable, but it, it makes sense. Right. So, yeah, I could see it going in that way.
2: For sure. For sure.
0: Whew. very well is that all on him yeah then let's move on to Niska Wajij uh, or Niska as Gudrid called her uh, or well one time really but I feel like yeah uh, it's it's good it's a good way to refer Niska's to her is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the apprentice uh, of the Pu'awin who was the previous character that we talked about and uh, she has the gift of foresight apparently um, so she's had this nightmare twice since the Nords arrived, which could be seen as a warning to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, uh, she wants to obviously find out more about the Nords, and she, so she has started to kind of involve herself there and try to get to know them as best she can, which uh, really, as we as we were talking about earlier, it's really through, through Bug-Eyes, mostly that she has been interacting and getting close to and started to learn their language and, and teaching mm-hmm. him a bit of their language and like I feel like their co- collaboration is something really beautiful right now where Indeed. they are teaching each other each, their their languages and uh, and probably beginning to understand one another in a way that that probably most others from res- from their respective clans or, or whatever you want to say um, don't really so yeah I, I feel like th- this is a place like the uh, niska and, and like, is like is in a situation where there's a lot of hope especially considering the stuff that we were discussing previously on the
2: other character mm-hmm.
1: i wonder if she were to have that dream again would it be would it play out the same way and would it be interpreted differently now mm. because maybe part of that dream was just Who i don't know maybe it was just the fear of the un- unknown
0: definitely could be yeah yeah
1: as far as i understand there there hasn't been uh a horrific event like that in recorded history <laughs> at least in North American content as far as I understand so it definitely mm. can't be for reals for reals right
2: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah no I, I, I doubt that
1: but or or oh gosh terrible what if what if later on in the story the Nords are forced to leave and the the new people end up burning down their entire settlement and she's basically standing in the middle of that Oh um Oh no. After after it's all said and done. That would be awful. And maybe she's upset about how they couldn't see eye to eye or something like that.
0: Right. Oof, that would be such a downer ending. <laughs> um
1: Yeah, I I mean
0: But but hey yeah. Th- mm.
1: That's the thing. How else is this story going to end?
0: Yeah, right, exactly.
1: Unless he changes the the course of modern history.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I've thought of as a as a decent possibility based on the creative liberties he's taken in the past. Like it's yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he would, you know, yeah, go out of his way to to make an ending that's not historically accurate. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which I would be perfectly fine with that. But yeah, yeah. no, I would be too. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, I I do believe. Well, obviously, Niska has started to to really. I mean. She, I don't, I don't know if she can really hold up a conversation in, in Norse uh, yet, but I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think she can. But she, she knows, you know, she, she, she can ask simple questions and mm-hmm. take in information, kind of. And I believe before everything is over, however it's going to end, whether good or bad, she will learn Norse well enough to actually speak it.
1: Oh, cool.
0: That's something I expect.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> and, and actually on that, although i'm not as confident in this one but maybe bug eyes will learn their language as well
1: ah well since we're saying predictions about these, these guys I'll, I'll do you one step further oh. well i don't i'm not going to like i'm not going to go out and say it's going to happen <laughs> i'm just like curious uh-huh. is there anything between these two like is this like a inter ethnic kind of relationship happening here
0: right right i i expected you would bring that up maybe (laughs) uh that's
1: that's the the dream right like i think even thorfinn kind of contemplated that at one point like have you know having Mm -hmm. people marry each other from both groups precisely and that's what the norse did when they would go to different places they they'd end up marrying the people there and just kind of assimilating into the culture yeah yeah so in the end like that's that's the dream right but can that actually happen i don't know and mm-hmm. is this the couple to do it and they're the only ones who really have any sort of anything going on like she's the only female so it's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah so so far yeah this is our best shot for that uh okay. and yeah yeah i mean i would definitely be open to the to the possibility of it
1: i'm not sure what the age gap is here
2: either
0: but... yeah we don't know she was referred someone called her a kid but i don't know yeah if she actually is or whatever the situation is there, either way, yeah, we'll have to see, I suppose. Well, anything else on Niska?
1: I think that's it. Cool.
0: Then moving on to Plunk is the guy who, yeah, he seems to be a bit on the brutal side, at least at first, but really as soon as he meets <laughs> with the Nords, I feel like he is incredibly willing to, to you know, collaborate and communicate uh, as best he can. So I, I feel like he's, he, he's a good, good fella
2: you
1: know, I think he's a typical dude to be honest. <laughs> True. You know, just oh, I, I I'm, t- I'm tough. Like you know, I can, I can take him. I mean, I, I didn't say we needed to. I was just saying I could. Yeah, exactly. If I wanted to. <laughs> if I wanted to. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. No, he, he, he's nice. I don't have much on him really, but um, nah. But he's, he's probably I'd say the third most prominent out of the Native American characters. Hmm. But do you have anything else on him? Then let's talk about Leif Erikson a little bit next. He has gotten really old.
2: Oh boy, uh, <laughs> it's
0: it is a bit sad to see, but it's also it's also natural. Uh, I like
1: a ton of bricks. Uh,
0: yes, I have I have seen these fast declines in elderly people IRL, so I can definitely buy this uh quick kind of mm-hmm. downward thing. But yeah, it is it is sad, and you know when when. When Thorfinn told uh, Varger to uh, to say hello to Leif or whatever next time he was in Greenland, the, the the thought crossed my mind like, what if there's no longer a Leif to say hello to? <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see, I suppose.
1: Yeah, we'll see, but it makes sense for his character or for his age. But it is it's just sad yeah. to see. Right. Right. Hopefully, hope he's able to enjoy his retirement as much as he would like to be out at sea or exploring new places indeed
0: next up a little bit about varger this former joms viking who ended up as a trusted ally to thorfinn yeah and yes thorfinn really saved this man from a life of violence uh Mm -hmm. which is really like one of the best things one can do really at least especially according to the themes of this story kind of so that's really nice and 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 I th- I, th- I thought he he's such a like at least these days you know when you, when we see this character he's really like mm-hmm. such a such a teddy bear kind of yeah <laughs> he's so sweet
1: <laughs> yeah no I agree um and it, yeah, he's pretty key to the the whole operation as well you know sailing back and mm-hmm. forth between Greenland and there so for sure yeah great to have him there yeah yeah from his backstory uh, we get the whole kind of mythology or a little bit of the mythology of Ragnarok. Uh, Um, Yeah.
2: There there
1: was that scene of, of the Norns, the (laughs) the provinces, and they were like doing a dance. Futures whack y'all like
0: whack to the max. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, yes. Um, Moving on a bit to Cordelia. Uh, She did see Ivar draw his sword And uh, that has kind of put her in a little bit of a bad situation. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I I suppose, actually, this is probably like the number two most worrying thing, I guess, right now. After the future that the Puowin saw. I'd say this is, in my opinion, the second most worrisome thing in the story at the moment. It's kind of her dilemma about whether to keep it to herself or bring it up or Mm -hmm. whatever she's going to do. And because obviously she's kind of suffering right now, I think. Uh, right. Like yeah. She's, she's definitely in a bad place.
1: I agree. Um, and it doesn't help that what's his name is being very persuasive to mm-hmm. uh towards her. So I just I, I worry because again, bringing up the Canute thing, she's definitely someone that hates violence or someone oh. doesn't want to do that. And I and I worry that they will somehow manipulate her. To protect the village, oh, um, no. when she really shouldn't—that would be so tragic and sad. Oh. And I, I would think Thorfinn would be able to stop it,
2: mm.
1: but um, I could see that being a potential thing. And I, I don't want it to happen.
2: Right. But right.
1: That could be something.
0: Oh, I had not even thought about that. But that's yeah, that's a that's a frightening possibility. Mm-hmm. But anything else on Cordelia? That's it. Right then. The, the last character I have any notes for at all is Uge. This, uh, uh, the mystery character standing uh, with the group on the cover of the book. He's really just a crazy old man who's afraid of everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing else to say about him. What about you?
1: No, that that's it. I guess every village needs a crazy old man. <laughs> yeah. It's magic. I knew it. <laughs> and all your spells. And- <laughs>
0: Uh, and curses. Nah, yeah. Uh, that's his only reason for being there. <laughs> Very well. Then let us move on to predictions. And um, well, we we we've discussed this uh the the possibility of things going going sideways kind of between the Nords and the natives. And um, the first thing I wanted to mention, at least in this segment here, related to that is that the narration said something along the lines of the relationship between the Nords and the natives started off well. Mm. I, I, that's not exactly, I, I don't think, but it was something along those lines. It makes me feel like there's, there's a but coming after y- that. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it'll turn bad in due time or something. So yeah, uh, in addition to what we've already said, that's an, that's an extra reason as to why I think there may be Maybe bad times ahead, but really, that that the future vision that Miskwakepuge saw, um, mm-hmm. I think may the the main factor in 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 this thing, or or, or Ivar, I, I I suppose there are bad things on i on either side. To be honest, I
1: I think like they're both going to be the catalysts. Um, mm. uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think. They're they're both concerning, and they'll probably rile rile up the the people on their sides for whatever reason. Precisely. Yes yeah, so that that's that's my thinking. Unfortunately, because I don't I I really don't think you can. They're going to stay here unless they change decides to change the story. Well, not not even let's forget about like actual history where the the Nords were gone. Like, hmm. well, when you have a story like this, and you still have a few volumes left to go, apparently you got to have some sort of conflict. Yes.
2: Um,
1: and, and to me, I think it's clear that or I think he's hinting at a conflict in that way between these two individuals. That being said, uh, we did just get through a volume where every, we had so many highs and everyone was happy. Yeah. Um, it, it does kind of feel like, okay, when's the bad going to happen? <laughs> exactly. But speaking of happiness, like, can this be topped? I, I think maybe the birth of, Thorfinn and Gudrid's child. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to beat this spiritual peak, you know, like this may, this may be the, the highest point in the entire manga.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Cause it was such a major payoff. Like I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I, I don't think anything can top it in terms of a satisfying payoff. Cause really what's, le- what, what is there left to pay off, especially mm-hmm. where at least out of the things that, that have been around for, that long you know i don't think there is anything that that would match it but but yeah yeah but 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 i do believe uh if it comes to you know childbirth and stuff that's going to be beautiful too yeah hopefully we'll see that next book. all right well it really depends on how much time passes time did pass decently in this one so it's possible we may have it in the next one but not necessarily
1: you know what's interesting about the uh, time passing thing Mm. i feel like carly is starting to speak without. And not baby words. Like, at the very end... I mean, yeah, he's simple, but he's not, like, healed. He's saying Hild instead of Hild. Oh,
0: yeah. Right, right.
1: So, yeah, I guess you can tell that Carly's getting older.
0: Yeah, exactly. At the end of this book, he says, uh, Daddy and Hild made up. Good for Daddy. Like, yeah, perfectly good sentences and words.
1: Great pronunciation, kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Actually, something I... <sighs> don't know if I've thought of much is Carly's design like it kind of looks like he I mean obviously he's not but it looks like he 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 could be an actual biological child of Gudrid because he has similar eyebrows kind of and he also has those those, uh, rosy (laughs) cheeks (laughs) like she does Um, so it's fitting that that she became his new mother
1: Just that red hair, man. Where where'd that come from? Huh?
0: Exactly from 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 Anar. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh no.
1: <laughs> that'd be that'd be quite the twist. That would be.
0: Actually, it's funny on the on the front cover. Uh, Carly is standing right in front of Anar, and they, they have kind of similar face expressions. So they it, it kind of looks like a mini Anar. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, back to predictions. Um, something I, I, I actually, I'm probably leaning toward not expecting anything more on this, but the, I, I was thinking about it, so I want to mention it, because uh, I think I, I was a little bit intrigued, is the, um, how they were spreading ashes onto the fields uh, as mm-hmm. kind of an experiment that Einar wanted to do. He wanted to see if, they, if it would be different in any way. And sure, we've already had the wheat grow up now, so maybe it's past finding out, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I still kind of interested in seeing if if the ash on that part of the soil actually did make a difference or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I guess this is more so just a, a wonder, you know, mm-hmm. a, a question. What is next for both Einar and Hild? Oh, yeah. Because Thorfin, Thorfin or, well, I guess you can even say what's next for Thorfin, but I think it's pretty clear that he's just continuing to do work on the village and, you know, kind of be the leader of it.
0: Plus, he has a child coming. Exactly.
1: So that there's 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 still things for for him. Mm. Um, but uh, but I actually was gonna say Bugai Thorfinn. Um, I I think oh. he has uh, he has like a plot line. Definitely. With um, Niska. I mean, yeah. Um, that could you know that'll be interesting to see. But where but where is Anar and Hild, uh, where their story. I mean, not to say that, I mean, Hild's ended perfectly, you know, like it's, <laughs> we have that beautiful beautiful moment. But I also, I don't know, I would like for her to find even more satisfaction in life and not, you know, where does her life go now that it's not consumed with vengeance? Precisely. Um, and, and maybe there's not a huge difference, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there any kind of love that's going to happen? Like, are we done with the loving? Is that just not, <laughs> is that not going to happen? And I'm not saying like, oh, Inar you know, is perfectly single. I mean, if that, that does happen, that's fine. Mm. I guess I'm saying like, is that something she wants? That that could be an interesting plot point for her. Um, but is that, is that good enough for the story? Or not Maybe good enough, for that, is that where the story is heading? Mm. Maybe that doesn't feel rightly placed and then it's really the same thing with anar like he's kind of reached or he's fulfilled the promise that he made to someone he cares about deeply mm. um and obviously he still has duties as the wheat professor to yeah. uh you know keep it up but i don't know it would be nice to see him start his own family honestly yeah no i don't know just thoughts yeah. about those two
0: right no, but I—I I mean, I—I I like that that thought, and I mean, obviously, yeah, it, it all depends on a lot of things. Um, though I, I'm sure if Yukimura wanted to, he could pull that off and make it kind of work with the overarching story pretty nicely. I'm I'm sure,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, because yeah, you're right. Both of these characters really had their major payoffs in this book, so mm-hmm. sure, you could you you could perhaps view it as like ANR is going to continue uh you know harvesting and kind of put his focus on in, into that while Hild May uh transition into becoming more of a uh, someone who's more um connected to the community and um mm-hmm. kind of involved in the family in, in in a sense
1: definitely a teacher that's for sure <laughs> yeah
0: right so i i i definitely could see both of them moving on without I guess romance. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, I absolutely would not say no to some romance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I think I. I was gonna say especially Anar, but I don't know. I think it would be great for Hild too. But Hild's thing is that she's never really shown too much interest in that kind of stuff. Um, from the, from her childhood. Right, precisely.
0: Uh, at least not in her childhood, but it's that's been yeah. a long time since then. She may have changed. True. We don't really know much about what's going on in her head other than a few little things.
1: New look, new me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so my final prediction is just going back to how I think the story will... And I really think that Thorfinn will uh, stop the conflict, but it will be a compromise in that he will leave um, Vinland, Mm. uh, especially the area. And And I guess just go back to greenland um which does kind of sound like defeat really exactly yeah would be uh, would be such a bummer to end the story that way i know there's got to be some sort of satisfying way right <sighs> i some lesson he learns or
2: right or something
1: i mean like you go back and haftan's going to be like where's my money where's my money you know like <laughs> exactly oh, no. I, I don't know like this <laughs> How do you, how are you doing it? But mm. I, that's the best way to end the conflict is just to leave, right? Man. If you can't talk it out.
0: Precisely. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've had basically these exact thoughts as well as to, uh-huh. yeah, how this whole thing is going to end because i am be, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail obviously, but yeah, you know, as well, the Nords obviously didn't stay there. Um, they can't have. And, uh, you know, so, um, not saying anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely seems like kind of... Is is the whole Finland journey going to be for nothing by the end? Or... Yeah. Oh, gosh. Like, like, yeah, how is Yukamira going to end this? What's his plan? I don't I'm know. so I don't, curious. I don't envy
1: him at all. <laughs> like, he's got to this point. He had, like, these amazing volumes of satisfaction and <laughs> just all everything coming to an end and then he's like oh crap i gotta end this
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure he has thought this like figured this out since a long time ago oh yeah uh, but i'm just so curious as to what his plan could be
1: yeah for sure
0: i suppose that's all for predictions though yeah that's it great yeah man uh what a lovely volume easily one of or 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 i should say book in in general since they released two Mm -hmm. volumes in, in each book because uh, th- this book as a whole really was so so good. I don't know if it's like my number one favorite Vinland Saga book, but it's definitely up there in my like among my favorites. Maybe my number one favorite actually, but yeah, it's amazing regardless.
1: Yeah, I mean this one relies so much on the previous volumes and mm-hmm. just the story entirely and yeah. how it the payoffs. Well, the payoff is here really. Um, yeah. So it's hard to say like where exactly it would place for me as well, but it's such a satisfying book um, that will go down forever as is one of my favorites uh, for what I read. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's incredibly memorable.
0: Absolutely. Definitely got the most or like the strongest emotional reaction from me uh, mm-hmm. than you know, compared to any of the other, other previous uh, Vinland saga books. Goodness. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I read this for a third time, like tomorrow. Uh, I, it would probably get me to, to cry again. It's just that good. And uh, the next book, do you, when, when do you reckon we'll get that? About a year from now?
1: Uh, maybe a year. <laughs> I, I, think, I think his pace has gone pretty slow, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's been, I, be, I believe, sort of one book a year. Although the, like that, that's two volumes a year, technically. Mm-hmm. But hey, it'll be worth the wait, I'm sure. We just got to hang in there
1: yeah i mean as far as i'm concerned the story is over <laughs> then the saga is done satisfying ending forgiveness atonement <laughs> just
0: a joy absolutely there, yeah there's no,
1: no more bad things happen no more bad things
0: happen. i want to see childbirth though
1: <laughs> um well i can show you plenty of things plenty of plenty of source resources so you can see childbirth.
0: <laughs> yeah no but yes yes um uh... <laughs> thank They're you like oh that was weird okay uh anyway james has a collection
2: um... <laughs> uh no
1: <laughs> i mean just open up a t- t- textbook like a uh, anyway um no like it yeah mm. i do want to see that and mm. and like you know with gudrid uh she's still precious but i i would like i do want to see another strong scene from her even though she's she's had great ones throughout the series but Mm -hmm. i want to see another another one from
2: from her
0: for sure yeah like this book kind of uh i mean obviously she was good but she didn't it didn't really give her anything new necessarily to do um Uh other than i suppose the the announcement that she was pregnant but that that was still right that was big news exactly that was big Uh, news but not not necessarily about her character um yeah but it, it also makes sense like Yukimura has kind of allowed characters to kind of breathe for a couple books sometimes or kind of to mm-hmm. to not be super active uh, such as Einar during the during the Baltic arc yeah. kind of like yeah. he, he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't that pro, like prominent for example mm-hmm. um but like in this book he had a beautiful moment so yeah I, I'm sure I'm sure there's still something good from from uh good to come yeah
2: pretty
0: well I believe that's all for this week. Awesome. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. And it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volumes 27 and 28. Bye-bye!
1: See you later! would mean stupid
0: <laughs> how dare that's so rude